What's up, everybody? We're here to talk a little NBA draft combine tonight. We are going to go through Jeremy Roach's decision as well as a couple other guys who decided to declare but didn't get invited to the NBA draft combine. No draft invite declaration should they come back to their respective schools will there be room for them we'll talk about all of that on today's show you are locked on acc your daily podcast on the atlantic coast conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined usually each and every day with Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, and we always appreciate you when you subscribe to our YouTube channel. 1,000 subscribers is good, but, you know, 2,000 is better, and we hope that you can certainly join the show after you listen to all the things that we have going on. Today's episode is getting ready and excited about the NBA Draft Combine. We have a lot of great players that are making their way to Chicago right now, getting ready to you know perform in front of some good scouts, hopefully hear their name called later this summer. We also have to talk through a couple guys who are deciding to stay in the draft, or sorry, not stay in the draft, but make some decisions after not being invited to the Combine. And therefore, will there be a spot for them to return after their declaration? Main point person being focus of today's episode is Duke's Senior guard, Jeremy Roach. Now, Jeremy Roach is one of better in leadership. That is one of one. Injuries last year had Tyrese Proctor sort of at the helm, but now Jeremy Roach, after declaring for the NBA draft, not getting an NBA draft combine invite, a lot of questions loom about whether or not he should return. If he does return, will what kind of role will it look like for him? Of course, him being a veteran leader, being one of those great basketball minds, will it be more so of a I'm helping groom Proctor and the other two incoming freshmen, five-star recruits, Caleb Foster and Jarek McClain? So if you're saying to yourself, what would you do? I'm asking the same questions because, listen, at the end of the day, declaring for the draft is one thing, right? We all know that there's great opportunities there. But beyond just declaring for the draft, there's also an opportunity to potentially go to the combine. If that opportunity doesn't arise for you, then what do you do? Do you return back to your school if there's a spot open for you in the land of NIL? Sometimes that's not the case. Do you enter the transfer portal as a graduate transfer or maybe you have another year of eligibility You try to find a new home? But if you know your team has a chance to potentially win a national championship game, do you stick it around? It's a lot of decisions to make for that young man who certainly have his uh, uh, decisions before him coming really quickly. As I mentioned, Jeremy Roach isn't the only star guard that will still be at Duke next season. Duke is the only team in the ACC right now from a men's basketball standpoint that has no transfers as well as has no guys that they are bringing graduate transfer that they've accepted yet. Point guard Tyrese Proctor, who started with Roach at the 27-9 and Duke team last season, is returning for his sophomore year. Proctor averaged about nine points and three assists. Again, as I mentioned, Caleb Foster, Jared McLean are coming into Duke. That is going to be a great addition for them, as well as three-point shooter Jaden Shutt. Jordan, yep, Jaden Shutt, 
who's back for his sophomore season. So you got a lot of one to two point guards, guards, whatever you want to call them these days, all in Duke and ready to go. But if Duke does return, I mean, if Roach does return to Duke, clearly I'm talking fast, very excited about a lot of things today. If Roach returns to Duke, he'll be joined by Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski, who both feel like they have unfinished business. Jeremy Roach, who understands the moment. He's been a part of some big moments at Duke so far. Could it be a nice little championship run for him and Coach Shire, who's now getting his feet wet about being a head coach and leading the helm in that regard? If you were Jeremy Roach, would you return to school? Do you think it's in your best interest to go ahead and get one more year under your belt? You know Duke is going to welcome you with open arms, we think. Do you transfer and try and go somewhere else, get some more starting time? Do you stay in the draft, not going to NBA Draft Combine, and still take your chances of making a team, being a great two-way player, and working your way? A hard road, but still a road and a path towards NBA playing time. We'll love to hear your comments in the sections on YouTube if you are listening there via live chat. Or you can hit me up at Candace D. Cooper on Twitter and let me know your thoughts around that. So question being, should Jeremy Roach return to Duke? Should he continue his path towards the draft? Now, speaking of the NBA Combine, it's May 15th through the 21st. It'll be in Chicago. It'll be at the Wintrust Arena at the in, and the Marriott Marquis. The Microsoft Surface NBA Draft 2023 Combine is an important step in the NBA Draft process because you got all of your scouts there. You've got the top, the best of the best, the creme de la creme, trying to take their chances to the next level. What will all entail? You ever wonder what goes down during a combine? Players will have interviews. NBA teams will participate in and work with NBA teams, participate in five on five. They'll also have some shooting drills and some agility drills going on during the first half of the week. And you'll have live coverage of it. So you'll see your favorite ACC players participating in that bad boy, as well as some of your ESPN greats. We hear Corey Alexander all the time talking about some of our ACC stars, as well as Andrea Carter and Bobby Marks who will be leading that helm and giving us real inside look and analysis towards these respective folks. So make sure you check all of that out. Again, it's starting tomorrow, today rather, if you're listening live. It's on Monday. It'll be a whole week's worth of NBA draft prospect content for you. So we'll have that coverage and updates as we talk through, again, some guys who are making their way there, some guys who are keeping themselves right at home and having some hard decisions to make as they try and figure out what's next for them. So I want to talk about who will be a part of the NBA Draft Combine here in just a bit. One want to remind you folks of a couple who might want to go ahead, sit on down, have a cup of coffee, listen to some conversations within their household about whether or not to return. Beyond, Duke, Jer- Beyond Duke's Jeremy Roach, you have Miami's Nigel Pack. You have Omier Norchad. Norchad. You have Clemson's P.J. Hall. You have Pittsburgh's Blake Henson. You have Louisville's L. Ellis, Virginia's Armand Franklin, Georgia Tech's Miles Kelly, and NC State's Casey Morsell. So those are all guys who declared for the draft, did not get invited to the NBA draft combine, and now are trying to figure out what to do next, whether it's return to school, whether it's to be a graduate transfer, whether it's to stay in the draft and take their chances despite not having that scout analysis one-on-one at the combine and go on and do their thing. Not impossible to still have a nice pathway there. Not impossible to get some workouts in for respective teams who believe in you and hear your name called during the NBA draft, but it's definitely more challenging, right? So we'll talk through 
who we feel like maybe should stay at home. Maybe, maybe should go ahead back on school and all the things. And then guys who are already going to go to the draft combine and hopefully be successful at the next level. But first, of course, guys, you know, it's that time of the year, the summer bodies, we're trying to get it right. We're trying to make sure that we are nice and trim and slim for this summer season. But you know, in reality, summer body is going to get whatever body we got. However, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to try the best protein bar ever that's built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise taste, I've got something for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing and you won't think that they're good for you, but they actually are. 100% real dark chocolate makes them so good. You have flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy and only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Local Walmart or Sam's Club, while you can still get specialty flavors at Built.com. Either go to Walmart, get a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. Or you can go to Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie, batter puff, and churro puff. Believe me, you will thank me later. All right, guys, we're rocking and rolling. We're talking through NBA Draft Combine. We're talking through some guys that need to go ahead and return back to their respective schools. As I mentioned, you got Norchad. You've got Nigel Pack out of Miami. Great runs. Might want to go ahead with Coach Laranega. Run it back, see if you can get past that Final Four. And, you know, great things could come. Now, what will be challenging for some of these guys is where there will be spots available for them. It's getting a little late in that transfer game, trying to find the best prospects. So guys like Jeremy Roach, who know that there are spots, limited spots available for him, especially at his position, will the return be worth it? I personally think Jeremy Roach needs to go ahead back to Duke. I think that'll be the best bet for him. I think he has amazing opportunities at school, not only from an advisory role, get another master's degree if you want from Duke, take your chances at a national championship run, have a good time, go ahead, be a two-way player next year. There's no rush, NIL money right there at the helm if you want it. A Duke, two Duke degrees is even better. So I'm hoping that Jeremy decides to return. As a Carolina girl, you know, would love to not have that veteran leadership at the helm, but I'm totally fine with, you know, a young man doing what's best for him. But would love to hear y'all's thoughts on whether or not he should return in Duke. You know, they're on a high right now. Clearly see guys who are in NBA level, Jason Tatum, who had an incredible game against the Philadelphia 76ers last night. So I think it's all worthy of giving Duke the praise in terms of great guard play. So maybe Jeremy, not quite on Jason Tatum's level, of course, but still could have himself a nice little run while he is at Duke. Now let's talk through some guys who have made a decision to declare, not looking back. They are taking their talents to the next level. So there is quite the list. Reese Beekman out of Virginia, defensive player of the year, one of the best ACC premier on-ball defenders that there is, arguably should have been defensive player of the year a couple times during his tenure with the Virginia Cavaliers. But his offensive stats don't jump off the page if we're going to keep it a buck. But at Virginia, with that kind of system, you're not going to get you know 20 from the guy every night. You're not necessarily going to get all of the things offensively. But it still makes him, if you look at his overall 
look as a player. I think his 3.4 assist to turnover ratio scoring potential is something that the six foot three junior out of Virginia will help him while he's in Chicago impressing scouts. Another part of Beekman's game is he's projected to be a mid to late second round pick. I think he's just want to be those guys who immediately gets into whatever system and gets to work. So he is certainly a pick that I would be excited about. Next guy who was going to take his sounds to draft combine going to Chicago, Bobby Clintman out of Wake Forest, the freshman who is, you know, one of one when it comes to grad transfers. I mean, comes to what am I trying to say? Steve Forbes brings in guys who he knows are going to go to the next level. Bobby Clintman certainly was that guy. Only averaging about five points during his time at Wake Forest. I certainly think that he will be a nice, you know, European-style player who has a strong development need. Might see some time in the G League before really taking off. But at this stage in the game, kind of know what it is and might as well just take your shot and shoot it wherever you can. So that guy, Bobby Clement, at a Wake Forest. Next, we have heading to the NBA Draft Combine in Chicago, Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead out of Duke. The Duke freshmen aren't exactly a package deal, but let's be excited about the fact that two really good freshmen certainly proved enough this season, Lively at 7-1, Whitehead at 6-3, that they can be dominant in the NBA. I think Lively had himself certainly the block parties this season, showed himself and progressed slowly, but enough to where it was impressive and fed off Kyle Filipowski in terms of being those big guys down in the paint. Derek Whitehead was very limited by his inability to stay healthy. I think that's definitely something to consider as you're looking for, you know, who you want to be a part of your top selection. But when he's in there, he balls, he's on another level. I think he is one of the better shooters here when you look at draft prospects. So I'm excited to see where he takes his talents. But of course, I think there's definitely some injury considerations that everyone should have when thinking about Mr. Whitehead. Talking about NBA Draft Combine guys out in Chicago happening this week. Talked about whether or not Jeremy Roach should return to Duke. I'm already saying return. We talked about, you know, guys who are already also thinking about decisions that should probably go back to school. But here and now we're talking about the guys who are headed to Chicago for sure. Judah Mintz out of Syracuse is one of them. Judah Mintz, probably one of the only bright spots out of Syracuse season last year. You know, I think that he didn't, he did his best, did the damn thing, did all he could to try and save your boy Bayheim's job, but it just wasn't quite enough. But he was and is still to me one of the most prolific freshmen I've seen in a while. He just needed the right system to help him explode. Didn't have it at Syracuse. However, him and Jesse Edwards were certainly the combination that I think makes you excited about a good one-two punch. Former four-star recruit, 6'3", guard, combines with length and physicality. And I just feel like he is someone who can be explosive when needs to be put in the right system, and he is going to make a difference for your offense. Let's talk about Tarquavian. Let's talk about Tarquavian Smith out of NC State, another guy who this is second time declaring, but this time for real, not coming back to NC State. When he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he's awful. Let's just keep it a buck. He is a shooter that can shoot you right into games. He's a shooter that can shoot you right out of games. He's always going to bring it 100. He's always going to make it on level 10. He's going to give the best that he got. 
One thing, big thing he has to work on is his defense. It's certainly something that has been a struggle for him, and it has made him go missing during games. And people have been like, you know, where is baby T when you need him, especially on the opposite side of the court? I think that is part of the game. During interviews, he's going to have to show when he's in Chicago whether or not he's able to maintain defense on a high level because that will certainly be something that keeps him in and out of that draft. He has every capability of being a first-round prospect offensively, but certainly something to consider on that other side of the ball. Final person to talk about here, Isaiah Wong out of Miami. Isaiah is one of our guys here. He has just been a bright spot to the ACC. Sad to see him go, but happy to see him go to the next level. He tested the waters before returning to Miami last year. It was worth the return, I think, going to the Final Four. Should have, you know, won national championship, but hey, you know, live to see another day. He was arriving for us. Let's keep it a buck about this championship run these past two seasons. And I think he will sorely be missed down in Miami, but he is not someone that is jumping off the page for a lot of people. Maybe it's because Miami is not traditionally a basketball school for whatever reason. It's just not, you know, resonating. However, I think if people really got to know Isaiah and saw what he did during his time with the Canes, they would be way more excited to give him some run and opportunities to play at the next level. Remains to be seen. There's certainly things that he has, you know, areas of improvement on, but when Isaiah is in the game, he is the team kind of functions a disarray. So he is so much an energy starter, I like to describe him. So those are the guys that are all attending the NBA Draft Combine. That's a good little crop. Eight guys along with Jordan Miller, excuse me, that I didn't get to mention much, but Jordan Miller. I will never forget Jordan after the North Carolina matchup and how he just decided he was going to be lightning hot. That day, Jordan Miller is certainly a guy that wasn't exactly name called that much during a couple times in his career at Miami. But towards the end, he was just about on the same level in terms of energy starting, motion detecting for Miami when it came to offensive prowess. I think Jordan Miller is going to be an immediate asset to whatever team he goes to. And he's certainly someone that just has natural strength and ability. Got to get that defense a little bit sharper. But when it comes to sharpshooting, when it comes to off the ball and all the things that, you know, all of our analysts love to, you know, harp on, I think he certainly has what it takes to be successful. So Jordan Miller, another guy that we are excited to see at the NBA Draft Combine happening May 15th through the 21st. So you make sure you want to check that out as well as some of these guys on the list. As I mentioned, my guy, Jeremy Roach, he's sticking around, I hope. That's my prediction that he's coming back to Duke after not being invited to the NBA draft. I think that, you know, there are a couple other guys who are on the fence that should certainly go ahead and pivot, make that return, and get themselves back to where they need to be. You can give me your picks. Who do you think needs to go ahead and come back to their university that didn't get an invite to the NBA draft combine? Miami, Nigel Pack, Omir Norchad. P.J. Hall, Armand Franklin, Blake Henson, L. Ellis, Miles Kelly, Casey Morsell. Do these guys need to go ahead and come back to school along with Jeremy Roach? Do you think some of these guys need to just take their chances? Would love to hear your thoughts. You know, we have a lot of conversations happening around the ACC hoops, especially on the men's side, a lot of transfer portal news. It's always a portal party here 
but we'll love to hear y'all's thoughts. So make sure you hit us up at Candace D. Cooper at Locked on ACC. You can also leave comments on our YouTube channel. We love it when you talk nicely to us. So make sure you do that. Kenton will be back tomorrow as we talk through some FSU football, Clemson football. Heard a little rumors that Clemson and FSU are trying to get rid of this Grant and Bright's deal. We'll talk about what that would actually mean, what that would look like. Are they pretty much holding the ACC's foot to the fire? Because without them, what does the ACC really look like? Not only from a brand perspective, but also from a conference perspective, right? What can we do to ensure that the ACC is still standing <laughs> after this football season? Maybe towards the end of this grant of rights still, can we ensure that we'll still have an Atlantic Coast Conference and we won't have guys getting poached to the SEC, the Big Ten, and all the like, even the Big 12, who seems to be figuring a couple things out. So how critical it will be for us to talk through Clemson and FSU's sort of I don't know the right word for it, a little bit of frustration when it comes to the ACC and where we're coming, the gap in terms of financial prowess and what we want this conference to be. Let's just keep it a buck. There is no catching up to SEC right now. There is no catching up to the Big Ten in terms of network deals. There are a lot of things that we have harped on on this show to make things better, but Maybe if y'all tell us to or in agreement with what we have going on, we can come to some sort of consensus of what to do. But we have pleaded with Commissioner Phillips. We talk about who needs to join this bad boy. All last summer, it was about who's joining, who's leaving, all the things. And now we're just finding ourselves saying, can we hold on to at least what we have? So we'll have that conversation with you guys tomorrow. Couldn't do it without Kenton because, you know, he always gives us a little razzle-dazzle and some spice. So make sure you come back. Hit us up at Locked On ACC. Follow, subscribe to the channel from anywhere you listen to podcasts. For Candace Cooper, until next time.